This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Ticket Movie Microscope. Episode is the Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest Movie Microscope. My name is Nick Nunziata. I am your gracious host. Alongside me, Mr. Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Cool. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, so we are, uh, finally, we've uh, we've reached the, the peak. Yeah? There's nothing, there's no, there's nowhere else to go after this. But we will try to soldier on. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about William Girdler's The Manitou today. What year? 1978. A seminal film from 1978. Uh, starring T. Curtis, Susan Strasberg, Ann Southern, Michael Ansara. You got John Cedar. You got uh, you got Stella Stevens. Special appearance by? Burgess Meredith. As? Dr. Snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um so if you guys don't know what we're doing here with this movie microscope, what we do is we t- we take a film and we uh, we cut it apart and look at the little pieces. Uh, instead of focusing on the whole or the larger portions, we focus on the smaller moments, the little things that, uh, for better or worse, make or break. So if we we're talking about Tom Horn, we might discuss the scene in which seven snakes are born without sex. <laughs> But we're not going to talk about Tom Horn today. We're going to talk about The Manitou. What kind of film is it? A horror film. A? Classic. Uh, Great. Seminal? I already said that. You did? Yeah. Darn it. Super seminal. It is. This is a movie that you, when I first met you, this movie was a, I, I knew right away this movie was a big deal to you. I've never seen it. It's a bigger deal to me today than it was yesterday. <laughs> but you did, you used to watch this a lot in high school? I watched this in middle school, in elementary school, in high school, college, everything. And read the book series. So read, the, read the entire Graham Masterton book series. Okay, and so it's in its trilogy. Yes, so far. Okay. Uh, here's how much I liked The Manitou, or how much it was a part of my youth. Okay. Um, I had, uh, there were four best friends in my neighborhood. It was myself, it was Brandon Allen, who went on to become a... A professional baseball player. Uh, it was Sean Fahey, who went on to become a Department of Justice lawyer and a uh, very big deal at the War College. And then Kevin Fahey, now known as Shem- Seamus Fahey, uh, 
who is uh, an executive producer on American Gods. He wrote for Castle. Uh, he wrote for that show. Um, he wrote for Law and Order. He wrote for The Following. He wrote for. Uh, oh yeah, he wrote for a bunch of stuff. He wrote what's that show he did that people kind of liked, The Kingdom or the something. Kingdom is that what it's called? Though it was The Castle or something like no, that. No, it's like Kingdom. It's with McShane, right? Ian McShane was on. It was after Deadwood. Okay, it was only on for like a he season. worked on Lethal Weapon. I think he still does. If it's still happening, anyway. We yeah, all, that's right. It is still. I think it is still going. We on. all would um, play the Manitou in our backyard. I don't understand. And it's what amazing. The, what the Manitou entailed was one of us was Misquamicus. And the others were not. And Misquamicus would get on his knees in the yard yeah. and hurl things at us. I don't know if it was figurative or real. And we would scream, Gitchy Manitou, spirits protect us, and try to avoid being killed. And if you got hit, then you would die? I, I suppose. So maybe we should talk about the plot of the movie, which is similar to this game, I guess, but very similar. Um, well, so, you, you you do the synopsis on this one. I won't read the IMDb. Well, the Manitou synopsis. is uh, one of those tried and true Hollywood staples of a story uh, in which a woman has a pimple on her back, on her neck, on right? her neck, mm-hmm. um, and it's growing rather rapidly, and so she goes to. Um, the doctors to find out what may be ailing her. It turns out there's an ancient Indian medicine man being reborn through her neck. At first they think it's a, just a tumor. First they think it's just a regular Indian. Well, they think that it's a tumor. They're worried. They have suspicions that, cause she had told, tells them it feels like someone's trying to get comfortable in her, in her tumor. Yeah. She doesn't seem very concerned. Remember, she's very cheerful. About she is it. chipper. Um, uh, and the, and then, so as that's going on, we're introduced to the hero of the story, Misquamicus, <laughs> Tony Curtis uh, as, as Harry. I didn't, Erskine. Get a, I didn't get his name. <laughs> What's his name? It's uh, Harry Erskine. Um, he is a uh, uh, a tarot card reader. Yeah, yeah. Typical well, Tony Curtis role, and, uh, and 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 a fraud. So he, when you first meet him, he is um, scamming an older lady out of her money by telling her what her week is going to be like, which involves uh, flatulence, I believe. And then what else? Uh, uh, th- uh, Thursday gas is how yeah. he words it. Yeah, And then uh, something else. There's like, oh, it's going to rain one of the days maybe. Yeah. He doesn't have a good outlook for the week. But that's what he does. People, Older women come to him to ask for their forecasts. And then... Uh, and he and he gets and he I guess he's raking in the dough. He's killing yeah. it. Lives yeah. in San Francisco. That's no mean feat. It's set in San Francisco. Yeah. yeah. Um, the director of this film, William Girdler, also directed Prophecy, which the mutant bear movie I'm so fond of, which I'm sure I'll try to force onto you at some point. And he, uh, uh, as you said, he died young. I, I, I think read. he died in a car accident before this film was released. A helicopter accident. Oh, a helicopter. And he was uh, scouting locations but, but for his next hit film. A car. But he was, yeah, he was. Uh, I think he was scouting locations. So um, he found one. Jesus, he found the best one. Jesus. Um, so this was your first time watching it. Yes. I I have to admit I was overjoyed during it, watching it, experiencing it again. It's been a long time since I've seen this movie. You bought it recently on iTunes. Yeah, they, there's a fancy DVD that or Blu-ray that came out recently, and you didn't buy that. It was not eight ninety nine. This was eight ninety nine. That was like thirty. I'm surprised that you didn't buy it, I guess. Well, The Night's Does young. it have special features? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Night's Young. Funny thing is, just about everybody in this film is super dead now. Yeah. Everybody, was... except for uh, Stella Stevens. Well, it's uh, it's known. Like, you, you, people know about them 
about the Manitou curse, obviously. Yeah. Just yeah. like the Poltergeist curse. Yeah. Curse. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was one of those movies that I, I think it's safe to say I was the, pretty much the only champion of in the early days of the internet. And uh, Kind of a not talked about film. It's, start, it's starting to come around. Why did I think it was a TV film? I thought it was, and perhaps there was some sort of a TV element, but we see boobies and there's some bad words in it. Sort of boobies, not pretty boobs. They kind of, but they're kind of obscure. There's also some a little bit of gore, too. There is some gore, yeah. yeah. Actually, the funny thing about it is revisiting it after all these years. The things that drew me to it aren't why I enjoyed it today, but it's uh, it, it's pretty. It's got some stuff that's actually legit, and I mean, it's goofy as hell, and there's some insanely dumb shit that happens in it. But there are also some moments that are actually legitimately creepy. I mean, that one thing that it separates it a little bit from from some of the movies we watched on this show before, like The Beast Within, for example, um, which came after this. It looks, it looks, it's better lensed, I guess. It's better filmed. You know, like, it, yeah. it looks like well, they put some effort into that. It's it's shot like a, like a pot boiler on better TV. Better lensed. Yeah. What a dumbass. It's, it's shot like a typical 70s film. Yeah. You know, and it's got that music, everything about it reeks of that, that era. But I agree, it's it's pretty well shot. Um, it's it may be hampered by the limitations of the special effects. Well, that's the thing, though. I bet it wh- may be. So the effects at the time were they good at the time? At the time, because this is seventy eight. I think they were pretty fucking they, stellar. They're pretty bad at the time too, right? I mean, it had to be. <laughs> so we we did a movie earlier, The Beast Within. One um, of the greats. Where. Uh, uh, a beast is growing within the the body, the skin yeah. of a of a character. And this, uh, a, a a beast or a, a medicine man is growing in the on the back. It's very similar. Well, I mean, this predates Alien. <sighs> Does it? You said seventy eight. Yeah. yeah, Alien seventy nine. Yeah, Neckburster. Mm. This movie's sort of prescient. Maybe. Um, except the. Spoiler a little bit is she didn't die. That's true. Well, I mean, although he does come out of her back and he, she does not die, and her back is fucking shredded. It does. I'm gonna guess that there is a scar, and I'm gonna guess that there are probably a few sleepless nights in her future. Maybe. I think Tony Curtis is just concentrating on her front, though. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. Right, One so of the look. early things I love about this movie is Tony Curtis's accent. He's got he, he did not bother to no. try to mask it. Mm-mm. So there's a scene early on where uh, he tells somebody, "Don't judge by covers." What? Don't judge by covers? By covers. So he just skips the book. It's a conversation with somebody, but yeah. where where a normal person would say, "Don't judge by covers." Or don't judge his, a book by its cover. Well, yeah, his accent makes it oh, yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Amazing. Well, it's, the first line he has, I think, is the cards, my dear, are harbingers of the future, which is <laughs> just a just a turn, Tony knocked Curtis it solid. line. He knocked yeah, it loose. He killed it. Yeah. Um, I like... Uh, I had to, so, what, in, so, you know, Tony Curtis plays this tarot card reader. What's his name? Harry Erskine, which in the movie, I guess if that's... Mind if I zoom in? Yeah. You know what an Erskine is? It's a mink. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, nice. Yeah. So, um, 
Nick and I were kind of, we started to notice that they say his name a lot. They say Mr. Erskine a lot. They say Harry Erskine a lot. Some characters will be in a scene with them. They just first, they first meet him. They say his name like six yeah. or seven times. Um, that's something that you could do if you're watching the Manitou. You could turn that into a drinking yeah. game. Yeah, he's like, he's sort of, I think it, the goal here, now if this movie had come out today, we, we would have seen this is the beginning of a series of Harry Erskine stories. Yeah. Just like Lord of Illusions was intended to be a Harry, what was his name, Harry De La Moore? Harry something, I think. De La Moore, whatever his name remember. was. I think, and he was, and he showed up in the Scarlet Gospels book sequel with Pinhead. I think the goal here was to have Erskine. Oh, be, yeah. That's why you have to get the name. They had to make the name sub- subconscious. You have to be thinking about Harry Erskine all the time. They didn't do it. They, they succeeded. So when we first meet him, he, he is, uh, he's in a robe. It's Come got a, sort of a kimono. Kimono. Almost. And he's got a mustache. And then when his, his mark, his customer leaves, he takes his fake mustache off and then slaps it onto the wall and giggles. Yeah. That's like an acting en- decision. He's enjoying his life. He's enjoying his uh, deception. Yeah. Do you notice where he puts the money when he's paid? Hmm. Tucks it into his old kimono. Does he? Yeah. Did you see the credits? What? They said they, they actually, when they had a special thanks to the mustache wall, which I thought was nice. <laughs> the mustache wall? Yeah. I'm so glad. Like a special thanks. I like how he giggles at it. Yeah. He just, he loves his, he loves his con artist life. But the thing is, uh, he also at later on whenever the victim his he's friends with the woman with the um, medicine man in her back. Yeah, she comes to confide in him. He does he does do a tarot reading. He, it doesn't go it, well. It does not go well. So he he does believe there's the devil and death over and over again. He's a con artist that does have the power. I guess the magic uh, the the ability of the of of sight. I guess. Yeah, he's got a little of that specialness in him he also throws one of my favorite pickup lines at her because she comes to visit him yeah because she's she's obviously nervous about this medicine man growing out of her so they go walk the streets of san francisco and he he drops the ultimate pickup line (laughs) what have you been doing since independence day (laughs) nailed it speaking of nailed it let me zoom in yeah tony curtis put it in janet lee at least twice he did. They made two babies together. Yeah, they did. Well, he was very famous. He was. He he had like seven marriages or some shit. Mm-hmm. But he's he scored some serious candy man. Um, let me just ask you this real quick. When we're in his apartment, mm-hmm. and they you know they're trying to make Tony Curtis out. They're trying to flavor up his character a little bit because he can't. He's having trouble doing that acting wise, and so they have to they have to put some window dressing around okay. to give him some flavor. He's got a uh, barber's chair, yeah, in does. his apartment. Uh huh. Of course he does. <laughs> but he sits on it and drinks beer. I'm just saying that that's a strange choice. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of strange choices. In Do you that think apartment. he also gives like uh, he gives uh, apartments? Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> haircuts in his apartment or flat or whatever. Did Do you, you think notice, he does? I call this fish tank. You got a big old fish in there, but it's a uh, the big old fish was at the other lady's. Oh, place. okay. She has a fish too. Yeah, he has a fish tank that's in an old uh, gas station pump. I didn't notice. He did. That. He did that. <laughs> he did that. I noticed that he has a re- he he like waved to the fish. That's another thing is, uh, the, Tony Curtis in this movie makes some strange acting choices, like, um, the kind of stuff that that 
he just kind of goes for things that that are mistakes. Like, yeah. Remember, so at one point, the, it becomes charming after a while. It's a little charming. At one point, I it, it, he's he's on a date and he clicks his heels together. He right? does. He jumps the air and he clicks his that. heels together for no reason. And we, later on, he falls on somebody and just rolls rolls on them and then off them. Yeah. yeah. He also uh, very we get to, we get to see Tony Curtis in some terry cloth because there's a scene with after their little a jaunt out into the nature they're instantly in bathrobes Terry's in this? that's part of his game it's part of his game you know, he likes to relax I love that scene where um, when he does the tarot reading with her and it shows up death and the devil and she goes what does that mean? <laughs> and he he covers pretty well he goes you know he's like you're healthy as fucking nuts <laughs> it's, the card says death on it it says death and devil and she's like what does that mean? First of all, she should know what that means. <laughs> Secondly, he didn't cover it up at all. So, and when they first meet, because she, you know, she's confiding in him and tells him about the tuner, tum- the tuner, the tumor, and they're having, she's having surgery tomorrow. He says, "Don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." He's like, "I'm not. Don't then, bother me." And then he starts complaining about his life. <laughs> He's, yeah. Oh, Tony! He's like I stubbed my toe last week. Um. Anyway, he went. I heard that. Um, if you mind, if I zoom in a little bit, please. So, before this movie is made, like you know, Tony Curtis was a very busy actor. But when he got this, yeah, he did not before production started. Uh, he didn't. He disappeared for eight months. He went full Daniel Day Lewis. Holy shit! He became an actual tarot card reader. He did. Yeah. Did you see how he shuffled those cards? Yeah, he looked like he'd done it like hundreds of exactly. times. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, I mean, he. It's one of those things that he went. I don't know what you call that. Is it method? It's not method. What does Daniel Day Lewis do? He lives the role. He's like, beyond method. Yeah. He became like a cobbler for. Yeah. That one movie. Yeah. Whatever. The, the pie maker. <laughs> what was that? What was it? It wasn't. It wasn't the Phantom. Phantom Threat. Threat? No. It was no. The, it, was it was the. It was the witch movie. The. Crucible. Yeah, Crucible. Yeah. C- uh, Curtis did the same thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, and so did so did uh, Susan Strasberg. Yeah, yeah. She wore one of those like fake baby mounts on her back, though. Yeah, yeah. And she went to a casino. Oh, Jesus. The movie kind of kicks into overdrive at the twenty-six minute mark. Yeah. When uh, Mrs. Hurst comes in for her reading, an older woman mm-hmm. who obviously is a feisty minx, saucy little older lady. It's one of his regulars. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, she um, she also has dealt death in the devil. She is. But unlike uh, Strasberg, who they segued from him turning those tarot cards for him betting her, mm-hmm. this lady has a reaction. Well, I'm going to pause real quick because when he's doing her reading, so he does, he does the reading for Karen Tandy. That's the name of the woman with the medicine man in her back. Yeah. He does the reading for her, puts down four cards. And death comes up at the in each one when he yeah. does it, you know. When he's doing a reading for the woman, this woman you're talking about, he's laying out like 18 cards, like 19 cards. Remember, he just keeps going, oh, it's looking good. Oh, this is great. Yep. Oh, you're going to have a good week. Oh, that's not so good. He keeps putting cards down. And in the last one, after, like card 18 is death. Yeah. Eventually, you're going to get to death, right? I mean, yeah. Eventually. Stop, stop laying out cards, Tony Curtis. The card right before that was by the new CC Peniston record. What is it? CC who? 
Sissy Peniston. R&B. Killing it. Are you talking about like the C.C. Winan? No, no, Peniston. I don't know that. Um, so the floaty old bitch happens where <laughs> she uh, she goes, murder! And then she freaking floats down the hallway and down the stairs. Yeah, she starts having, because as soon as he deals death, she goes into kind of a trance. Yeah. Uh, deals death the death card she goes into a trance starts m- uh, mumbling the same bullshit that su- that the other lady mumbled in her sleep yeah. and uh, and uh, starts acting we- really strange and then starts floating in air down the hallway yeah as Tony Curtis is trying to call the cops yeah the police or yeah the ambulance ambulance or yeah. whatever yeah and then she how's she do she I think she lives she, does she die well she she uh, falls down the stairs and breaks all the railings. Yeah, uh, her stunt double does, and then she's bloody at the at the bottom of the stairs. But the, he never says that she dies. Yeah, and we never get to see more from her. But she's kind of fun. That's a fun little scene. It's yeah. You said you used to love that scene. Yeah, there, there's like four scenes that we used to really live on. That was yeah. one of them. Then we get to see him rock some white pants, which is kind of neat. <laughs> Gets to interact with the Cedar, John Cedar. Well, this is surgery day for Karen. Yeah. Does it go well? Doctor. Uh, I don't remember the doctor's name, but John Cedar, co-writer and fantastic actor, they uh, plays that part. So what happens whenever they try to get the, t- they try to have surgery to remove the tumor, um, Musquamacus. Um, have we, have we talked about Musquamacus yet? We just keep mentioning him, but the person that's in her tumor, <laughs> the reincarnation. Well, at this point, we don't realize. We don't really, yeah. But he, he, the tumor fights back, basically. It, 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 there's some kind of mind control going on. It, it makes um, sort of, it's explained later what it is, but it looks like some mind control where the doctor starts to slice his own wrist yeah. instead of uh, the tumor. But we I'm, later find out it's not mind control. It's yeah. Manitou control. Yeah, the funny thing is, okay, now I want, you to, I want you to do a little uh, play acting here. Yes. Let's say that you're on a date. It's yep. 1978. You look at a movie poster. You say, "Hey, this is a horror movie. Let's go. Let's go see this movie. What's it about?" Mm-hmm. It just says, "Evil does not die; it waits to be reborn." Interesting. Maybe it's like a horror movie. We uh-huh. love that Exorcist. So you go in the theater, you plunk your money down. At what point in this movie <laughs> it, do you leave? Do you, are you fucking? Do you do you just does your head turn around? What the fuck? Where where does it take a shit on you? At what point do you realize you made a mistake? Yeah, exactly. The Exorcist was popular, and then they made this. Yeah, is that what happened? Yeah. yeah, and this is made this sort of these guys watch the Exorcist. Oh yeah, yeah. There's definitely a, an Exorcist. Definitely. Yeah. Um, what, I think Miss Comicus might be more of a badass, though. At what point do you do you realize that you made a mistake? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I don't. Is it the Terry Claw? When the credits hit, bro, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> the credits, yeah, are pretty great. Super- I'll double down on my decision. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Well, how about you? Oh, I mean, well, it's not a bad, de- it's not a wrong decision, but I could see a lot of people really having their nights ruined. I could see a lot of people in 1978 going, "I'm sorry, honey, I'm, <laughs> I did not know this was about a woman whose tumor becomes an Indian medicine man." Surely, I should have done my research. The internet was created to avoid moments like this. <laughs> Um, what about you walking confidently in into the into the the theater, going, "Oh, I love Tony Curtis. <laughs> he's so great. Oh God, he's love some like it hot. Oh, he's one of the best. 
What a fantastic! I just love him. He's so funny in movies. Yeah, this is great. This is a little something different. It's like a supernatural thriller. I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he plays Harry Erskine in it. <laughs> <laughs> how do they not? Uh, okay, when they put the movie together, how many Erskines do you think they edited out? <laughs> It is every other sentence his name is yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Um. I bet you if you if you uh, play Miss dialogue through a put it through a processor, he's saying Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, okay, so he does have. Okay, Miss and we don't. He's not out of when he comes out. When he is born, he has powers. Yeah. But Tony Kerr, Harry Erskine also has powers. Yeah. And his power is to not accept the name Musquamacus. <laughs> and he renames Musquamacus. The, the best. <laughs> the best. He calls him? Twice. <laughs> he calls him a, a mix master. <laughs> now, is that because he can't say Musquamacus? Is that what it is? Is that his, like, approximation of I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think about I that. Think it might be. <laughs> This is an ancient. This is an ancient uh, medicine man named Musquamacus. Did you say mix master? <laughs> um, but that's <laughs> I got his mixtape. But that must be what it is, like, because it, I there's no reason for him to call him mix master unless that was like a slang at the time. It must have been since died. Another thing that died is at one point there's a seance. And the best seance. The best seance. And the woman asks Harry Erskine to please douse the lights. Yes. That is something that doesn't happen anymore. No. There's no dousing of lights. No, there's definitely not. There's also a term that's used in that seance that I've not heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants to know about their spiritual errands that these spi- <laughs> the ghosts are on. So I was like wondering, like, wouldn't it have <laughs> been a different movie if like a voice says, take out the trash. <laughs> that ghost dick out you know like what what are some errands that a spirit would have like uh i don't know like whale i'm gonna whale for about six hours <laughs> cross, cross the chores <laughs> gotta shop for sheets <laughs> um i don't know what what do they what do they do like stack chairs fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. stack some chairs um you know i i think pass through Walls. That's a good one. It's a good chore. Uh, make yeah. stuff a little bit cold. Yeah, maybe rotate a rock for a while. <laughs> um, they probably watch TV too. I mean, let's be honest. They probably don't just all. It's not all just haunting weird. I think the great thing about being a ghost, uh, like you died during colonial America, all of a sudden you're fucking show up in TV. I know. Well, what? It, I'll talk about this. And th- what? Listen to this. So, what if you're you do die? colonial like you said you're resurrected or you're all of a sudden you're back 2019 look at the tv tv options you got i mean yeah. it's like way more channels but it's incredible though yeah i mean you got a lot of stuff you got dvr you can go back you can stream yeah stuff. but there's got to be like a ghost supervisor or something that's like you know he'll catch you slacking off he's like i'm going to send you back to the afterworld the thing is you think you stop using your powers to, to press up on the channel selector you think you could watch you think you catch up on tv but guess what's happening Uh-oh. you got those spiritual <laughs> spiritual errands to run you can never yeah. catch up yeah yeah damn it's fucking spiritual anyway she says something about spiritual errands she never explains them 
That is a good scene, though, because uh, Miss Guamacus's head materializes in the table. Right. There's a glass table that they're surrounding it. Yeah, I mean, that, w- that was the first time I realized that there may be some smoke here. There, there may actually be an Indian, Indian medicine man when his head came out of a table. There's a weird choice, I think. So there's four people involved in the seance. So there's a, including the best character in the show. So there's Harry Erskine, his two friends, the woman that taught him tarot reading, yeah. who's actually also a, 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 I guess she's very powerful. Uh, some some of her something. some parts of her powerful. medium, I guess you can call she's it. She's large. Her husband, who is the worst actor in the film, to be honest, <laughs> and then um, an older woman, Stella who, Stevens, who is just there. We yeah. don't really explain why she's there. She has an orgasm during the seance. It sounds. It seems like she, it's she, a very ch- strange choice. Miss Miss Guamacus sort of uses her as a tool. He runs an errand through her, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yes. Um, but that. Let's talk a little bit about the husband of the MacArthur. Yeah. Yeah. He's some. <laughs> they give him a lot of for an act, someone that can't act. They yeah. give him a lot of lines. And and it's and there's it's always dead silence. Like they linger. It's almost like he's in a different film. <laughs> and they just cut away to this guy doing his his audition. He's in a scene with Burgess Meredith. Yeah, and they give him lines. Yeah, that is mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not act like Burgess Meredith was fucking. Let's not not act like he's he's killing it in his scene. He is out acting everybody in that scene. He is out ad libbing everybody in that scene. It's so true. There are so many you sees in that. He uh, well, that's the thing is. So what? At one point, they go to Burgess Meredith, who is an authority, of course. On he's a he's a um, anthropologist or something. What is it? What is his? Uh, it's not important. He's an th- authority. He wrote a book on um, he mentioned the Manitou. Well, and not, in a book, not, he, he he mentions it. He kind of he's the authority they're looking for. They go visit him. He has a lot of stuff in his attic. Nothing good. Uh, and so they go to he has the attic might be a little dirty. They go up there. <laughs> There's and a, it is. There's a fucking third grade haunted house cobweb across the fucking. <laughs> there is. It is the worst set design. It's like there's like these. Uh, yeah, like Nick said, Halloween uh, quality, yeah. like decoration cobwebs. There's a random pinata hanging up there. There's boomerang. a boomerang on the wall. There's a really matted old deer head. Everything's dusty. I want to watch a prequel about his adventures because he went. He mixed it up. Well, I, what I'm saying is they probably. They had Burgess Meredith for probably a day. Yeah. And they're like, we got it already, Mr. Meredith. Go up to, uh, or maybe they call him Burgess. That's a good name. Is there is there a lot of Burgesses running around, by the way? <laughs> uh, it's my son. That was his middle name. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> Rock. <laughs> what is his middle name, by the way? Alexander. Burgess. God, can you imagine if it was, and I'm just sitting here ripping it? Um, So... <laughs> so Burgess, is it? I mean, have you? Is it anyway ever in history else been called Burgess? I don't know. Anyway, so they said we got it ready. You just have to go up and act your ass off. He goes up, and it is the it's like a the worst set. Kills it. So no wonder he's like stumbling through it. He's picking up wigs during his. Yep. He's just they put a wig on the shelves. He made some acting choices. Yeah, and he made some beard choices. What I'm saying is, he crushes his couple scenes he he's he acts he puts on a clinic yeah especially for the guy that plays mac he also uh teases an alternate universe version of this film that may be more interesting he talks about a young boy uh, a young boy or girl on an indian reservation who 
got a little bump a on, her, on her on her hand on her wrist, and she yeah. gave hand birth. She gave wrist birth or whatever she, to yeah. a. She gave wrist birth to an Indian medicine. But she man. she died. I'm not worried about her well being. I'm worried about watching a fucking wrist burster. At what point is she swinging a fucking man around in her fucking hand? I just he said it's a legend, but what I think is interesting is nobody bats an eye to that story. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, oh yeah, wrist I, birth. Yeah, I've checked. <laughs> did you? Uh, did, by the way, little little Misquamicus when he shows up in the table, mm-hmm. get a little Tom Berenger vibe. You think? Oh yeah, from he's got, little, he's got a little Tom Berenger mouth. Yeah, but he looks, and he also is like he's covered in like. Tar, like, like tar it's like you know black paint, whatever it is yeah but isn't that a tom doesn't tom berenger and platoon come out i mean he puts on grease paint you know what i'm talking about yeah. you feel me um we're getting to we're getting to where it really starts to kick ass you're talking we're, about we're, the we're, gigantic computer in the doctor's office or <laughs> that thing was i i forgot that it plays a part in the movie that's it too we first noticed this this the doctor has this Wall-sized computer, and I guess it's his personal computer. Um, it's hardly personal, but it's very personal to him. He <laughs> he he talks about his computer, but you can't have a personal computer that takes up part of the public. <laughs> I think he's got a very nice, uh, loving connection to that computer. He, at the end of the movie, he's sitting in front of it. Yeah, but that's where he's nurses. There was like five sexual harassment suits filed against him by the nurses. He's like, "Can I come over and see my mainframe?" I'm going to HR, motherfucker. <laughs> that's where, Miss. That's where Mr. Erskine's born. In that scene, he says that name, Mixmaster. He no. That's where he, the the doctor says in front of that computer. He says Mr. Erskine. Oh, he must say that like at least ten times. Not enough. And then the confusing part is that he actually the computer's name is Mr. Erskine. So like, <laughs> he it's very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Who's he talking about? And, and it's where the, one of the first uh, verbal computers. So you'd hear Tony Curtis and the computer respond to every question. Mr. Whole... Erskine, are you sure it's a medicine man? Yes. <laughs> and Tony Curtis is like, you talking to you talking to me or are you talking about to Mr. Erskine? The, and the fucked up thing is the other computer, the one that's in the surgery room, is called Singing Rock. We didn't talk about Singing Rock. Um, yet. That's setting you up. We meet Michael and Sarah's character around that same time. Is he still around? He's long gone. Yeah, it's too bad. He is actually kind of good in this movie, I thought. Yeah, I, I'm not convinced uh, he's a real Indian. What do you mean? I, I'm not convinced. I think he may have been playing a character. So his name is what in this? Singing Rock. Singing Rock, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, they, he... You know took- why he, how he got that name? <laughs> Karaoke. <laughs> Very specific choices he'd make. He also has Mr. Erskine on his lips when they first meet. He keeps saying it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Tony Curtis convinces him uh, by this isn't. I don't think this is any way weird. By giving him tobacco to come help him out and a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars to a, a charity. Yeah. And he, at the end, he does give him tobacco. Well, Remember after he helps. Spoiler. Yeah. Um, some great dialogue during the the first introductory scene where he goes to South Dakota to meet Singing Rock, though. One of the great lines. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, it's the first time we hear "Get You Manitou," and 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 singing rock. Matter of fact, this is. Have you ever heard of? Have you ever heard of "Get You Manitou"? And Harry Erskine is a worldly man, but let's not fucking mince words here. <laughs> what what singing rock should have said is, "You've never heard of Get You Manitou." 
<laughs> so let me tell you. So what did you? There's a, some there. You know, because we zoom in. I'm going to zoom in here. Yeah. When he first, when Henry Erskine first gets to Henry, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> when he first gets to uh, s- s- uh, Singing Rock's house, yeah, meets his wife, yeah, and his wife says he, he's out back, uh-huh. which is cute. Um, and Singing Rock's out there um, vacuuming carport. That's her name. <laughs> she, she, he's out back tending to his garden, his herb garden. Yeah, um, and. He, they, he said, I'm, you know, Harry Erskine. And he starts, he's rubbing his jeans. He says this thing and he's rubbing his oh, leg. I didn't Tony that. Curtis. That's busy of course you don't, right? Because you're so transfixed by what, what Sandy Rock's going to say. How he, because he's in the foreground. Yeah. But if you look, he's really rubbing his jeans. Like, like if he rubs a, maybe like a genie would pop out or something. Yeah, so, like but a genie with a J. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but there's a lot of attention paid to. Uh, Tony Curtis's jeans in this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean his jeans. He's got jeans. It's not like pants. He, it's at one point he he has a blue jeans. He turns around and the pockets are brown. The pockets are like leather or canvas or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a look that died with dowsing the lights. You know, it may not have ever been alive. There's also a shot of the Manitou later on in the film through Standing Rock's bell bottoms. Singing Rock. Singing Rock. Standing Rock. Singing Rock's bell bottoms. That's it's, I guess, probably a tribute to the old graduates. I don't think it is. Sexier. It's, uh, no doubt. <laughs> I think you're, Miss, graduate reference. Miss Quamicus, I think you're trying to seduce me. Try <laughs> um, wind. It's one of my favorites. That is a line of dialogue that Singing Rock delivers to mm-hmm. good old Harry Erskine. I'm kind of, I mean, this movie is, it's hard to like make fun of it because it's actually, it's so crazy that it's, it kind of works for me. Well, the great thing is, is uh, there's this whole. I guess there's a there's obviously a modern age versus the old way kind of metaphor here, mm-hmm. subtle. Um, but uh, I love I love once once singing rock comes into the picture, he sort of takes charge, and there's the. It's fun to watch him try to bring tribal medicine into the medical world, and there are some really funny little scenes there. There's some great little moments, especially if you pay attention to the people in the periphery. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who looks like a, a kind of a mixture of Griffin Dunn and Steve Carell, who's this intern or something like that, a nurse who uh, could not be less interested. Well, could, so at one point, Harry Erskine is feeling, I'm going to say his name a lot too. Okay. He's feeling like he's got the stomach troubles. He's seen a lot that day, right? And he asked this nurse who's disinterested for some Alka-Seltzer. Oh, that's a different, I'm talking about the male... Oh, you're talking about the male nurse. Well, there's a there's another nurse that's on out front. How how does she do? She doesn't do well, <laughs> but she might get the worst death in the movie. But um, she gives him some Alka Seltzer. He asks for two glasses of water because he likes to drink Alka Seltzer. That's, that's one of his acting decisions. I mean, perfect. The Alka Seltzer does not work. It fizzles, and they you suggest know. that Mesquamicus fucked it up is cock blocking the Alka Seltzer from working. Because what Singing Rock teaches us, and I think it's important to know this as people moving forward in your lives, is that everything has a Manitou. Yeah, and the Manitou... A spirit is, that yeah. emanates from it. So, uh, you know, like a car. Well, I'm, let me just... Okay, I'm going to stop you here. I'm going to ask you if certain things have a Manitou and you say yes or no. Okay, okay. so can a... Uh, like a person have a Manitou? Yes. Okay. Super yes. Can a person's uh, shoelace have a Manitou? Yes. Can a person's guitar have a Manitou? Yes. 
And can anything ever have a man yes. too? Right. So, for example, okay, here's another one. Can the movie, like a DVD of the movie, the remake of The Shining starring uh, Stephen mm-hmm. Weber from Wings have a man too? That's pushing it. <laughs> it's pushing it. <laughs> if it didn't have that kid in it. <laughs> a little fucking mush kid. Can it can a bar have a manitou? Yeah, fuck yeah. Can the things in a bar have a manitou? Yes. Really? I mean it gets confusing. Yeah. I think your dick could have a manitou. I don't think so. I bet you could. <laughs> these are these are important things. To so anyway, this, this, Nick, but, is, no, hey, just as Nick to, is suggesting that Alka Seltzer has a manitou, which I think they, su- does. they suggest that in the movie. Yeah. And it, if you it, remember the commercials back then, a manitou in every bite. <laughs> so, so what is happening in Mesquamacus is controlling the manitou, like the manitou of these items, that these inanimate objects. So that's why the scalpel. We were, it's later found out that's why the doctor yeah. uh, cuts himself with the scalpel because the scalpel has a manitou. Yeah. Obviously. And its name is Kurt. <laughs> I like the idea of listeners take this home with you. Um let's say let's say you're late for late for work. Mm-hmm. Boss is like, What the fuck? You're like, Yeah, my car's manitou. <laughs> oh, your car's manitou is in the fritz? No, my car's manitou wanted to go to the park. <laughs> <laughs> um That is a very strange uh, reveal in this movie, but it makes so much sense because that's why uh, Mesquamacus is so powerful. He can control all these spirits of all, like a stapler. Yeah, but then again, so can the good guys, because because you you fight Manitou yes. with Manitou in this. Well, if the, but if the Manitous decide to help you, true, you know, it could it's backfire. A, it's such a crapshoot. I mean, speaking of backfire, yes, this movie should be called the Manitous because there's. Everywhere, exactly. It's like, it's like the force. A little bit. Same year. Oh no, Star Wars seventy six, seventy seven, seventy seven. Um, where were you the first time you heard somebody call an Indian medicine man a mix master? <laughs> well, my favorite, my favorite. Okay, so my favorite part of this movie, and Nick and I were laughing about this, is <laughs> the manitude. The, I'm sorry, Mesquamacus is born out of out of uh, Karen Tandy's back. Yeah, they can't stop it. And it's the born. X-rays have rendered him midget. Is that what happened? Yeah, the X they kept shooting him with her with X-rays to see what was wrong, and it kept hurting him, and it deformed him. Okay, so that's I didn't. Okay, that makes gave sense. him a weird ass ass cheeks. <clears throat> Comes out of her good back. grammar. Gave him a weird ass ass cheeks. It did. It did. He had a fucking J Lo shell, and he, uh, he, he's born, slides on the floor, is trapped by the, um, the circle of spice that uh, that singing, singing rock. rock put on the floor. Okay, so that age old trick. <laughs> so, Tony Kurt. So what happens is Mesquamacus con- conjures at one point conjures a. Um, a man in a, a reptile suit. A spiritual lizard, and it bites the doctor's hand. So Tony, Tony Curse rushes that doctor downstairs. Okay? Yeah. I got something to say about this, too. When he comes back up, 
It's uh, the whole hallway. The, everything upstairs is, is frozen. It's like a high school uh, musical quality frozen hallway. You know, uh, he goes into the hospital room where the Manitou has been trapped, sees Singing Rock in there, and Singing Rock is hunched over. And uh, <laughs> Singing Rock says to him, to Tony Curtis, I tried to stop him. And Tony Curtis says, who? <laughs> A burglar. <laughs> the funny thing is, the singing rock answers. Misquamicus. <laughs> Who else would it be? You think that was in the script? By the way, they, he fucking sneaks a great line underneath all that shit. Mm-hmm. He breaks the news that um, in addition to having escaped the back and then the room... He's brought a star beast. He mentions that he's summoned a star beast. Yes, which the old and the ancient one. Ga- but he does, we don't find out it's the ancient one until he says star beast first. He says star beast. That's a game changer. That I, if I were Harry Erskine, I would have said, "Stop the presses! <laughs> what the fuck is a star beast?" Nothing phases Harry Erskine, and he also can't be bothered to keep up. He doesn't. He, he's losing his place in the story. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not been drinking. He might have some. Might be having some issues, uh, yeah, uh, with his. With and then his, Singing Rock's like, not to be confused with my cousin, Star Beast, <laughs> and the other computer. By the way, uh, if they were to make an action figure of Harry Erskine, what weapon would they give him? <laughs> what weapon? Yeah. Does he have a weapon? He's in got this? the ultimate weapon in this. Well, first of all, I know at one point he's handed spices. He's not, handed her herbs. Not, not that one. And, the, and he says, "I thought it was seasoning." No, 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 no. That's that's okay. that's that's one of the that's one of the great lines, by the way. Um, the typewriter. That's right. He thinks a typewriter is the solution to everything. But he throws a typewriter, and that's when you find out that the that the a whole thing about the the typewriter had a Manitou. Yeah, me, it, machines have a Manitou. A very strong machine Manitou. And that's the line in the movie: machines, machines, Manitou, or machines have a Manitou. Yeah, they, they keep talking about. But that. it's funny because it work. It sort of works. It doesn't really work. It but does it, work. It, 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 it explodes and it delays things. Mm-hmm. But now Harry Erskine thinks that all he needs is a shitload of typewriters, and he's got everything he needs to fight the Manitou. Well, he says the you know Singing Rock says it didn't it didn't really help, and he goes, but it did, and, and Singing Rock has to concede that it kind of did help throw an old typewriter let me ask you this whenever you know henry or you know it's it's dangerous times and henry erskine's getting on the elevator to to, to jump between floors what do you think of those elevator buttons <laughs> you're not gonna miss them <laughs> do you think that he ever like went in they had a cut because he went in to press it and he missed like you know what i'm saying like he those things were <laughs> It's the biggest elevator buttons oh my I've God. ever seen. Yeah. And they were red and green. Huge. So I think red for down, green for up or something. No. They were circles. They were very big. Red for Misquamicus. They were so big, I thought I think they might have had two Manitous each. Yeah. 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 And, and, and there's an elevator operator when Harry Erskine went in there. Uh, he said, what floor's Manitou do you want to go to? <laughs> Can I zoom in? Yes. Those uh, buttons were uh, modeled after Molly Ringwald's nipples. <laughs> what? Fact. She's got big olds. What? How? I never saw her. In my dreams. In my 
every every night. Um, the uh, Tony Curtis. So the, the 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 big climax, other than the one that the lady had at the séance, mm. involves um, singing rock, not having the power to harness the 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 white man's machine Manitou. So Tony Curtis is required to go, and he uh, yells at Miss Squamacus. We're not going to scream anymore at each other. <laughs> That's. Misquamicus, I'm surprised that didn't kill him. <laughs> um, yeah, because they. So at the end of the movie, they go back to the hospital room. So they, I, we talked about the frozen tundra of the floor, and the nurse is frozen solid. Sort of. And she, then she gets broken, but because she's her frozen. Her head flies off, her hand flies off. She breaks like Christian Slater does. And yes. mine is it mine hunters? Mine hunters. Um not as gross. Her she has a plate she has a plate breaking. It, it's the funny thing is is the nurse's hair is completely uh, different from the nurse's hair when she was alive. She's got frozen hair though. It's a plate I think it was, shattering. I think they I think it was just a, a different nurse. Or a so? different mannequin. I don't think it was a mannequin. The lady that uh, Alka Seltzer delivered had long straight blonde hair and the nurse whose head got cut off had curly hair. Hmm. Zoom in. <clears throat> So the seasoning line that you ruined. Oh, I'm so sorry. There's a scene where maybe you can maybe you can edit it. No, there's a scene where very close to the end, Singing Rock gives Harry a little bit of extra shit from himself, mm-hmm. when it, and he hands it to him, and it has to be an ad, ad lib. Tony Curtis says, "I thought it was seasoning." <laughs> it's the weirdest <laughs> time for a joke, and it's fucking perfect. Well, he also has a line earlier, I think, where. Uh, he said he's going to... I guess he's explaining that he's going to somehow call the Gitchy Manitou and that makes Singing Rock mad. He's he goes, like, you don't just call the Singing yeah. Rock. And then Tony Curtis says, I'm going to place a person-to-person call to Gitchy Manitou. Collect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that collect is an ad lib. That's a, That's always... I mean... It, it's a laugh line. It hasn't, sure. aged, hasn't aged poorly at all. Do you guys know what collect calls are still? Person to person? It's a person to person, man. Um, can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Does Tony Curtis's guy liner have a Manitou? <laughs> Do you know? Yes. Do you think um, 400-year-old spirits have a phone? Does it have a phone? That's a good question. I think it'd be I think it'd be great great if Miss Guamacus shows up and is just fucking scared to death of all the shit he's seeing. People in frocks and shit. People with hats. Where would you place Musquamacus in the pantheon of of mo- movie monsters? He's one of the most ripped. He's shredded. Top ten for sure, right? But yeah. can we push him to top five? Yeah, he's shredded. He is shredded. Yeah. He said he's played by two different actors. Two different small men. Not at the same time. Yeah. And Tom Berenger. Um, he comes out shredded with a cute-as-a-button ass. Do you think uh, still kicking? Still alive? There's Those no actors? Way. No way. If the real people in the movie are, are dead, there's no way that those guys are still alive. Maybe. They, those those actors look younger. Yeah. Except the makeup. Actually, one of them is still alive. Seriously, I looked him up. He did? Yeah. Follow him on Insta. <laughs> the Gitchy Manitou. That's a great. 
You used to say that. Get you. Get you mad too. I don't know what, how I added the spirits protect us. It must be from the book. Because I did my research. The funny thing is, is in my adulthood, I, I, I bought those books on eBay. When eBay existed, I bought the Manitou books all over, all over. No, I'm saying as as recently as when eBay existed. Oh, eBay's long. It's old. I it's still still too young for me to be buying Manitou Rejecting books. Rejecting your point. Yeah, no. What uh another thing that Curdy They never made the other ones. Another thing that Curdy Tonus is what I was about to say. That's not <laughs> bad. Um, does in this. Another thing that Harry does in this is he's always asking for help and when he gets it. He's always complaining about it. Did you notice that's a typical like, New Yorker? It's a signature move. Yeah. So he's always like, uh, you know, Standing Rock's going to try something. He goes, "Oh, great! You're going to try to save my friend? Ah. Yeah, fine. You know, he's always just like skeptical of everything and tired of everything. The funny thing is, is you got to give him this. Either okay, either he's su- super whipped, or their relationship doesn't seem like one for the ages, mm-hmm. and he risks everything. For her, well, they used to work together. She used to help him with his con, right? For fun. Once said. again, yeah. You know, my assistant manager from Babbage's. I'm not going to go fucking fight an Indian medicine man for him. Mm-mm. No, they start saying that you know it becomes a, a, a becomes a world problem because it's starting to look like the. You know, I mean, the Manitou is going to bring Lucifer back. Like it's a whole thing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a whole bad deal, and it so it starts the the balance. Uh, the, I guess the the stakes of what they're doing. The, you know they go up and Tony Curtis still he's like yeah skeptical about and then everything. they whip pan to Nostradamus's grave and he goes I did not see that coming <laughs> there is no fucking way the earth's gonna be fucking ruined by a deformed ripped bubble butt Indian medicine man that flew out of a lady's back that's a what a way to go though <laughs> yeah you I mean know? shit I'll take that um over I, Obama I, <laughs> what do you think of the the big line in this? You got to narrow that down. I came here to chew bubble gum and throw typewriters, and I'm all out of typewriters. <laughs> I came I came here to pop out of necks, and I'm all out of backs. I love the fact that Miss is the big bad, and his in- oh god, he fucking he all he does is mumble, mm-hmm. and then he, God, he's so cute. He's such a cute little floater. He floats. Yeah. He creates he creates fake cosmos. He summons whirlpools from beyond. He's fucking strange. He's strange. Yeah. And he's dumb. He picked <laughs> the wrong woman to fuck with. Like, he, he picked the wrong Is woman. Is he dumb? He's dumb. He picked the... Okay, so... Because they ask... How he, had come, li- he has lives to burn. He's not close to his uh, crescendo. That's true. Yeah, yeah, he's, so like, he's like midway through his... But he's dumb. Because let me, let me lay it out. So... They ask, you know, very, you know, why, you know, why is she impregnated in the neck? Why does she have a medicine man in her back? They ask. That's a good question. It's one of the age-old questions. Uh, easy to answer. Okay. Burgess Meredith says that she was in the wrong place at the right time. The right place at the wrong time. He says both. I oh. believe. I think he's. He says, "What is it? Is it the right place at the wrong time, or the wrong place at the right time?" Can, and then the the actor Max says, "I think it was the wrong." place at right time um let me go back to the comic book there is one great cutaway to him talking in that scene that is 
they give him so much to do. He is he never delivers a and line believably. And he looks believably. like an extra from Amity Island. He's got he's got the beard, the hat. He just he's so out of place. He just and how do he score her? He exactly yeah because she's a she is a cutie. She gets she gets cuter when the, she starts the, to, the 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 other the other uh, the the medium. Uh, but Stella Stevens, the only character still alive, the only actor still alive. Has Mac passed away? I haven't bothered to look. IMDb only tracks actors. So, so he, like he, he'll say like they'll cut to him and he'll say like how how are you doing and it's not like it's not believable. It looks like he is panicking that he has to say something and they cut to him so much saying stuff. Um, like He's he'll alive. he'll be on the floor after they just got like railroaded by like wind like supernatural wind and he'll say honey. This is the last time we're doing this. You know, like he doesn't, there's no, there's, uh, I can't even, I'm so bad at, I'm so bad at bad acting. I'm so good at normal acting. I can't do it. I can't be bad. Anyway, so what I was saying is that he picked Karen Tandy to impregnate. She's friends with Tony Curtis. He fucked up. He should have picked some, he should have picked somebody that no one cared about. Fuck yeah. It didn't have connection to like the supernatural, you know, this to, 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 to people with, uh, that can throw typewriters was what I'm saying. <laughs> it's what, a, what else has Mac been in? He was in that and don't answer the phone and not, has not act since 1980, but he still lives. He's, a, he's from an acting family. Zoom in. Is he? he? Yeah. The Kokorans. But, uh, so, okay. What do you think about the movie? I liked it, honestly. It's that's kind, fun to watch. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of cool. I mean, it's so ridiculous that it's it's hard not to like it for some reason. There's something about it. I you know, you said you like the prophecy a lot too, right? I mean, a different different kind of like the, but it's prophecy, the same director. It is the same director and it is the slowest burn of all time. That's the funny thing about there's like a scene there's a scene in the prophecy where there's a sleeping bag kill. Yeah. And that is the only good thing in the whole movie okay. pretty much. But you have to sit through so much Armando Sante talking about nature to get to that. Armando Sante's in that. Oh yeah, he's a very young Armando Sante. I mean, it's him and James Brolin rocking it. James Brolin's your star. Okay. By the way, I think Armando Sante plays an Indian as well in that. But um, the thing I love about this movie is you can't compare it to anything else. There is nothing like this. There's nothing as gleefully fucked up as this in that genre. That's that's not a spoof or a satire. It's just, it's it makes me so happy. To I know mean, it brings up, it brings up, uh, it even kind of brings up, uh, you know, your lunch. Uh, you know, the white white man and you know the taking of of land. It it, it tries to kind of as it exploits that stuff. It tries to like touch. And by on the it. way, the white man's power wins. I know, of course, of course <laughs> it does. But you have to give it a little credit for like at least putting it in there. I guess yeah. you know. I don't know. It's it's so goofy. Oh my it's god! Hard not to like it. And Tony Curtis is so wrong. Like he's such a wrong choice for it. And it is he's so fun to watch in it for some reason. He's so yeah. He's, he's ridiculous. He's in ridiculous. It. Yeah. Um, you know it's and that scene where he boogies out. He puts on his boogie music. There's a really cool scene um, where they zoom in. He puts the mustache on the wall and they zoom in. You see the mustache is Manitou. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just. 
I can't believe the whole thing about all the the whole explanation about how the, all the items have mana too. All the everything has a mana too. Yeah, of course. Um, how would you? So what would you? What do you think? This I'd, or Beast Within? Oh, this is way better. Yeah, I mean it's not. It, it's hard it, to call. There's better, not a I moment guess. of 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 joy to be found in the Beast Within. It's not built for that. But I think it'd be kind of cool if. Um, the last scene is uh, the, the people from an asylum coming to get Singing Rock. Turned out he'd escaped from an asylum and everything he said was bullshit. <laughs> well, we didn't we didn't talk about the end. I mean, we don't... I guess we're just zooming out on little things, but which is fine. If you're familiar with the show. Uh, which is good. That's what we should do. But the, who saves the day at the end? It isn't Tony Curtis. Oh, that's right. It's titties. Mm-hmm. It is a... It's a very... It's a weirdly nude... Karen Tandy. Now I think that they obscure her. That you don't see her because she was sort of a name actress, Susan Strasberg. They daughter of Lee Strasberg. You mind if I zoom in? They they um, daughter of Lee Strasberg. <laughs> Tits out, fight Manitou. But <laughs> they obscure her breasts. I mean, they're there. They look. She looks very nude, but they do obscure. You don't see any. Nipples. My imagination filled in. in the blanks. Um, I had a little. My pants needed a new Manitou. Uh, so she laser beams the Manitou away. Several and then times. laser beams. And then he plays asteroids at everyone. Uh, laser beams Lucifer away. It's not Lucifer. They said he that predates Lucifer. She, but he, yeah, she, he said think of it as Lucifer. That's think what of it as Singing yeah. Rock does. Yeah. Um, it's like Mixmaster Senior. If you read the Bible. But it's a very it's a very strange um so she keeps firing it's almost like it looks like it was shot to be in three D. The way that they kind of have these like it's like the the Lucifer or Manitou, whatever it is, firing back these rocks at her. Not they're hitting the wall, they're not hitting anybody. Are they real? I couldn't tell. <laughs> but then it finally goes away and t- and it dies in this two thousand one ish Except better. Except better type way, and then she's fine. She is good. Yeah. She uh, the, what happened was the machine's manitude enter her, <laughs> enter her, and they well it's love. It, it, well, yeah, she apparently. uses the power of love, which is one of the strongest manitudes. It doesn't really make sense because the machine, the machine's manitudes, they enter her body. She give her powers to drive away the manitudes. But the way the reason they decide to do that is because of the love that Tony, Tony Curtis has for her. That's what. Singing Rock says. I think he's just. I think he's just spitballing at that point. Yeah, I. I think it's a shame we didn't say through the credits to see the stinger. Yeah. Turns out there were two other Manitou's up front. Two other two other medicine men growing up front. That's why it was obscured. They didn't want you didn't want to see the outline of their faces. Yeah. Yeah. What? Who? Uh, oh, the names of the Indian medicine men. Yeah. Terry. <laughs> and the Floridian. <laughs> did the Did the movie's credits have a Manitou? I don't understand. Does the, the credits have a Manitou or do the individual names in the credits have a Manitou? Can you imagine the editor of the films like yelling up the hallway, this fucking Manitou is keeping me up. <laughs> Keeps on splicing. You know, like, you know, if you start thinking about it, I mean, the in, individual atoms have Manitous? I'm, I'm confused. It sure answers a lot of questions I have. It brings up a lot of mine. Yeah. Money? Does money have a Manitou? I think so. Fuck yeah. Does like Wyoming have a Manitou? <laughs> so he tucked Manitou into his Manitou. 
So okay, this is the last thing I'll ask then about the Manitou. He said they said every does Manitoba have a Manitou? This is gonna blow your mind. <laughs> Tony Curtis's jeans. Do they have a Manitou? Yes or no? No. <laughs> you have to say yes because they do. Okay. But the brown pockets, <laughs> they have individual Manitous. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't. It's confusing. I need to get on a forum, start asking, or Reddit, to ask these questions. <laughs> yeah. It'd suck to go out and Google it and somebody's already asked it, though. Yeah. Does... Uh, get it, get upvoted. <laughs> it's a front page. <laughs> uh, It'd be cool, though, as you watch other films for the rest of your life. Like the uh, like Rosebud had a Manitou. I, yeah, yeah, I'll never watch. I'll never look at other. Th- I'll never look at things the same way. <laughs> Plus, I mean, I'm not making light of this. The director did die in an accident, which is awful. But do you think that that's what killed the franchise? The helicopter. Do you think he had plans? No, not the helicopter. The actual his death. Do you think he would have continued? Did, was this successful? Well, I'll answer my own question. I didn't zoom in, but you know, this made a lot of money. This had made. This made a lot of money at the box office. Yeah. Yeah. So, otherwise, it wouldn't be a household name. And you read the book, so you said that at some point, uh, oh, it gets Rock, fucking rough. Singing Rock gets killed. I think Singing Rock, Singing Rock is defeated, mm-hmm. and then Harry Erskine has to take control. But I think Singing Rock. I don't remember. All I remember is there's a school bus <laughs> in Revenge of the Manitou. Is it called Revenge? The of second the one's Revenge of the Manitou, and I forgot the name of the third one. But there are three. And Man, the Manitou awakens. I don't know, the rise of the Manitou, but they. All I know is the last Manitou. I I need to find those books. Yeah, you do. The, those books have a Manitou. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, and it's a shame that this wasn't successful. Because if they had made a sequel, yeah, you know what they can call it the Manitou. He met M A N I and the number two. Does Justin Long have a Manitou? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> anyway, this is this was a. I love it. I love that it. Can exists. You, okay, wait, how did you? Wa- how do we watch it? Let's talk about that. Oh, we got to do our thing. Oh too. my god, we sure as fuck do. So, so we watched it via iTunes. Okay, is on there, a television. Is there any way to watch it else? Do you think stream it? I haven't looked. Uh, you could buy the Blu-ray. And I there's no hey, there's no reason to see this money and not spend. I mean, to see this movie and not spend money. Don't see this movie for free. Pay for it. This is a movie you pay for. This ain't no free movie. You seek this shit. <laughs> but whatever it's streaming anywhere. I mean, HBO Go for sure. There's um, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, Netflix probably has a something like because you watched. <laughs> because you watched. Orange Medicine is, Man with, the new with Black Sean Connery. Season three. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you bought it on iTunes. So it is available there. Probably. Dirt cheap. Like eight ninety nine. Worth not, every fucking that's cent. That's definitely not dirt cheap. Um, does, that, does that bargain price have a manager? <laughs> uh, okay, so what are... Let's, okay. Let's go through So our, if you were... Uh, if there were a Manitou theme restaurant amusement park slash you know like this like that star wars thing galaxy's edge that they're putting together mm-hmm. something to that effect what would be the 
signature thing yeah. there. Oh, like a theme park or a restaurant? You, you get to pick. Or if there was like a, you know, if they had a, if they had a fast food, you know, chain or something. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is Manitou Hut, but <laughs> Manitou Hut. <laughs> what about you? You got something? Not yet. Okay, I got it. Okay, I just invented a whole new restaurant, Manitou, <laughs> right? And so, um. It would be a restaurant called Manitou. You go in. It's fast food. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and everything would be the same. Okay. But imbibed with this, the Manitous of other food. So it'd be like nice. a, it'd be like a, bu- a bunch of just like slop, just like gray slop. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this would be like banana flavored. This would be. Yeah. You'd like you'd be, you'd, You would somehow, maybe you could, um, you yeah. know, that whole some some sort of gastro it it would be like a gastro pub or something like but it was fast food i mean i wouldn't yeah. go but you know so this gruel i'd be this is infused with a banana yeah. manitou and a coconut manitou this one is a beef jerky manitou yeah things like that you know you could really that's funny you mentioned beef jerky because that's the product that would be one of the big thing there yeah yeah why well i mean you know what what is beef jerky made from uh, it's made from beef, but w- I mean w- to take it even further, it's the skin okay. of the animal. Okay, Is so this? yeah, I mean it's their skin, dried, <laughs> I don't think so. and you eat it. What do you? What is meat? It's skin, yeah. flesh. Right. So what a great product mm-hmm. of beef jerky would be uh, if you did earth skin. Seeing this? Yeah. That'd be a good idea. Because I went to a restaurant and they used liquid nitrogen to pulverize flavors out of shit and make okay. like milkshakes and whatnot with right. it. So you can have a any anything. With liquid nitrogen, you can do anything. So if you did Manitou's, yeah. you could literally do anything. You could also lie your ass off. Because who's going to go and check if you actually have the Manitou of a sheep in there? That's what I'm talking about. That's what that, that's the genius of this, okay? So yeah. you're, you slap down some... Gruel, you say it's infused with, I don't know, puppet, puppet manitou. No, you, you say I, yeah, you know, I got some. Are you yeah. trying to tell me puppets don't have a manitou? <laughs> Fuck. So you got some like a, you know, like a broccoli manitou in this yeah. with a little pasta manitou in there, you know, and I mean, people are looking at like gray, gray slime, but they're in their minds are like, I guess I'm eating, I'm eating pasta with broccoli on it. That's yeah. what they think, but really you're not doing shit, and you're raking it in. You don't have to get anything. It's a big scam. Yeah. Um, and the Manitou was such a hit that people were just like trying to live, relive the. Have you ever had Manitou Gotti? It's really good with like a little Parmesan. Does Parmesan have a Manitou? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if you were caught up in this whole fracas, mm-hmm. you know, let's say you were in San Francisco at the hospital during the, the events of the Manitou. Right. What would your fate be? Oh, Okay. Or what would you what would you participate in? Or what would you would you make it? Well, we know that I wouldn't make it. Um, if I was there. Oh, by the way, why can't we need to cover this? But why can't? Because uh, 
they keep suggesting that that to 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 Tony Curtis to call the cops. Why can't they call the cops? Because according to Singing Rock, because they would show up and all the manitous of all their guns would fire all the bullet manitous into each other. The guns have manitous. Guns have manitous, and uh, I guess nightsticks have manitous. Handcuffs have manitous. All those manitous would lose their fucking shit. That is a good because they don't they don't go there. They say the guns have manitous and leave it at that. But I think you can very much assume, and they were hoping that the audience would assume it would be the smart. The handcuffs and the nightsticks have manitous as well. <laughs> I don't think like a, like a dumber movie. I think would say just out loud, we can't call the cops because the guns have manitous, the handcuffs have manitous. The nicest of answers. They leave that part out, yeah, because they know that their audience is yeah. smart enough yeah. to jump to those. <laughs> Badges have manitous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tick parking tickets have manitous. Yes. Yeah. Shoes. So, God knows what those cop shoes would do. Man of shoes. <laughs> so, uh, I would. Yeah. So I would be. Um, there's a there's a there's a guy that. In the in so there's a this is incredible, so when Mesquamacus is born, he immediately kills somebody that's reading for some reason in the room that's reading to, um, when he, right before he's born he's this there's a uh, orderly or something reading to, um, her back, her back reading to, uh, uh, Tandy Karen Tandy, and then he gets he gets uh, his skin gets ripped off yeah and he gets he dies sort of. So there's a guy that looks just like him, like his twin, who later is then guarding the door when Mesquamacus is trapped, like in yeah. the circle. As you would do when there's a monster in the room <laughs> five feet from you. Takes a nap. He falls asleep. <laughs> I would be the other orderly that was sleeping right beside that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when, and then whenever... Does stupidity have a mana too? <laughs> I would be also taking a nap. Um, and then I would probably be uh, killed. Though that that guy isn't killed, doesn't get killed. The napping guy does not get killed. Nothing. Almost, yeah, but he doesn't. But he may die later. I don't think. I don't think he well, does. he's in the earthquake. That's right. He's in that nuts yeah. that nutso earthquake where yeah. the entire well, when, every segment of the room has its own shaking. And uh, the when the ancient one is called, yeah, because C- Tony Curtis says, "Is that, oh man, how unlucky we've got an earthquake here." Truth bomb. Yeah, it's not our singing. Bomb. Rocks like duh. So I would be the, the second sleeping orderly, um, but I would probably get killed. What about you? I would. Um, I would come uh, dressed to the nines mm-hmm. with a with a briefcase, and I would have Misquamicus sign a contract because I'd need to get that ass insured, just like J Lo. <laughs> Can I change my answer? <laughs> sure. So. Here's what here's what I here's what I would be. Tony Curtis goes into the bathroom. You don't see this in the movie, but I imagine again you have to assume that he has to go. He has to pee at some point. Yeah, and once it's out, so he pees, once he pisses out, it's got a manitou. That's what I'm saying. Guess who would be that manitou? Just my luck. <laughs> I'd be Tony Curtis's pisses manitou. 